Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. All right, guys, my name is Heather uh, and I'm back uh, tonight to give you guys a show right before Easter to give you guys some headlines to see what's going on in the world. See if I got anything that might shock you guys that you probably haven't heard of yet or some of you may have heard of this. So the top one uh, on here that I want to talk about today is Shanghai, China. So um, many of you may have heard and some of you may not have heard, but they are literally starving to death in Shanghai. So they have locked down um, Shanghai residents once again, but it's an extreme lockdown. And it says with food supplies and delivery issues under what has been for many a week's long tight lockdown, Shanghai residents are forcing their desperation. If you guys go to um, Hope for Our Times and you listen to um, Pastor uh, Tom, uh, hang on just a second, Pastor uh, Tom Hughes, I always get his name wrong. I want to call him Tom Jones. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. And uh, yeah, that's not his name. So anyway, uh, if you guys go to Hope for Our Times, you guys can check it out. He did an episode. Um, actually, it was on his um, YouTube channel, and it was quite uh, quite disturbing, actually. Um, you can hear them all screaming uh, in the high rises. And um, yeah, uh, it was um, very uh disturbing to say the least so if you guys uh want to you can go and watch that i'm not going to play that um on this on this program because um yeah it's it's pretty dis disturbing but anyway it's pastor tom hughes at it's 411 church and uh but his uh website is hopeforourtimes.com and so i will read the article that he has on here but uh the other articles that i have today are uh, top economist says, uh, quote, we are about to abandon traditional system of money and not a single U.S. politician is talking about it. Why not? So why? And you guys know I love him. Uh, he's my favorite. He is my all-time favorite that I like to go to for information. And that is Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N. That's leoholman.com. Go check him out. Another one is uh, Dutch leader warns, quote, the new world order is upon us. Great danger, uh, greatest danger of our lives. And that's one that you need to watch. And I will kind of uh, give a little overview of that from the article here. And you can find that at the rarefoundation.com, rarefoundation.com. That is R-A-I-R foundation.com. So those are the top uh, three that I want to talk about today. So I will give you guys, I'm going to clue you in on a little uh, personal uh, info going on with me. Um, so you guys probably know that I haven't been on as much as I normally am. And that's because I took a new job and, uh, you know, try to make ends meet and be able to afford, uh, you know, some equipment and some other stuff and, you know, upkeep the website and podcasting and all that kind of stuff. Um, so just, you know, to help out with that and, uh, you know, pay the bills. So, you know, um, anyway, um, so I have had some like really strange episodes and uh going back as far back as 2010 um but they're very far and few between and uh so my doctor had sent me had some testing done and this kind of things way back when and they thought it was like an inner ear thing uh like my ent said it was like a vestibular weakness of the left side um so anyway i continued uh, to have these episodes and so then they thought i had afib and so or the heart holder does all kinds of, of testing and stuff, right? And so um, a cardiologist ruled out at that point in time was an AFib. And uh, so that's still on the table as of now. I had another episode at work um, on Wednesday. I won't go into the details, but uh, I am a huge believer in the power of prayer. I do believe that God um, hears prayers. And so if you guys uh, uh, have time, if you could throw uh, a couple prayers out there for me, I sure would appreciate that. Uh, my doctor thinks that I'm having um, seizures. Uh, and so I guess you can be alert and have seizures. Well, I didn't know that. I thought you like, you know, jerked around and did all kinds of stuff like that. Apparently those are uh, different kinds of seizures. So anyway, um, if you guys have time, I sure would appreciate your prayers. Um, I go for an MRI Tuesday um, afternoon. And so I guess they're going to, uh, check, uh, my brain too bad. My mom and dad are not here anymore. Cause then I could tell them, see mom, I do have a brain. So <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get that out of the way. Um, and if you guys uh, don't know me or my testimony, 
um, I, you know, was a wretched, horrible person. Um, you know, I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. Um, I did all kinds of crazy things. And um, God saved me from that wretched life that I had. And I owe him everything. Um, and owe him everything. He, I owe him my life. Um, if it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ, I would have died a wretch. And, um, you know, I remember as a child being uh saved i remember asking christ to come into my heart and i remember my mama uh god rest her soul i know she is up in heaven but her prayers i tell you have kept me probably out of so much trouble and my mama's prayers too so anyway um if you have grandkids or you have kids anything like that or you're an aunt or an uncle pray pray for your nieces nephews grandchildren children because believe me the good lord hears those prayers so anyway uh, let's see what we've got going. So I'm going to jump into the we're starving to death lockdown Shanghai residents about a visiting government leader. So it says uh, with the food supply being as it is, we're going to skip on down here. And it says Shanghai, China. This is on LifeSite News. And you guys can check it out at LifeSiteNews.com. Um, definitely go show them some love. Um, yeah, they're fantastic. I get a lot of news sources from there. So anyway, it says during Chinese uh, Vice Premier Sun Chunlin's uh, recent visit to Shanghai, she was met with the cries, there's no food left and we're starving to death from lockdown residents shouting from their apartment windows. A video posted by district residents reportedly shows that Sun, surrounded by local officials, cameramen and police vehicles, showed no reaction to the shouts from the apartment bound residents, many of whom have been under lockdown since at least March 17th. Folks, that's March 17th. That's over a month. It's over a month. These people have been locked um, in their apartments in Shanghai. Now, you may look like Shanghai is huge. You mean there are millions of people are in Shanghai. It's not a small, small city by no means. Um, so, guys, think about that. How many times, you know, how many, how many times do I say it? Get you some food. Because if you don't think it's coming to the United States of America or to France or to Japan or... Uh, to Europe, the UK, London, Ireland, um, Canada. Oh, I think it is. I think it's coming sooner than we think. And uh, if you think you have any control, um, yeah, think again. Go back to 2020 and think about what control you thought you had and then realize that you don't really have any control. But I'll tell you who does have control, and that is our Heavenly Father, uh, Jehovah Jireh. So anyway, back to the article. It says, um, Official city lockdowns were recently enforced for the eastern half of Shanghai beginning March 28th and for the western half of Shanghai beginning April 1st. However, according to American lawyer and Pudong resident Jared Nelson's recent tweets, his apartment community and most others in Shanghai had already locked down by March 18th with no one allowed in or out. On March 17th, he had shared that 80% of his company staff were in some kind of home lockdown. He had tweeted March 9th that although compliance with COVID measurements was still high, there were worries due to what he said was the largest spike we've seen during the pandemic in Shanghai of COVID positive tests. April 1st, Nelson described his difficulties obtaining food by ordering online, especially certain staple foods like meat and fruit due in part to lack of stock. An anonymous Shanghai resident told the Epoch News about a week ago that on April 1st, he received a bag of rice, a small container of cooking oil, and a pack of powdered milk from community officials, noting that the scarce amount of food provided to residents creates major challenges for big families. Since a family of five or six people could finish all of their delivered food in just days. On April the 2nd, the day of Sun's inspection visit, Nelson tweeted, Day 16 of our COVID lockdown in Shanghai today and food is a key thing on people's minds. We aren't allowed to leave home, so delivery is the only way. I was up at 6 a.m. yesterday trying to get any kind of delivery, but nothing was available all day. So far, same results today. On Sunday, Nelson shared, we still struggle to find food and drinking water. Catholic radio host and apologist Patrick Madrid shared a video taken April 7th in which one can hear people screaming and yelling from their Shanghai apartment windows after many of them have been locked down for weeks. And, uh, and what some have remarked is a dystopian scene. A drone has been dispatched in Shanghai to instruct residents as it flies past the apartment buildings 
please comply with COVID restrictions. Control your soul's desire for freedom. Do not open the window or sing, according to Alice Su. Without mentioning any acknowledgments by Sun or other government officials of Shanghai residents' concerns among or about adequate food supply, the Epoch Times reported that Sun doubled down on Beijing's zero COVID policy upon her visit. With the message unswervingly adhere to the zero COVID policy and win the battle against COVID as soon as possible. I'm going to interject here, folks, and um, just going to throw this out here. I don't want you to think about how many people really actually died from COVID. Less than 1%. I think it was like 1.7%. And I want you to know how many people actually died from the jab the clot shot, the vaccine, whatever you want to call it. I also want you to think about the nate or the countries that use things like ivermectin and the quinoline. I can't say the other part of the word, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, quinine. And so all this, stuff. I want you to think about the countries that did that. Now look, India, look at India. Anybody who's ever been to India. I mean, people are, there's a lot of people in very tight places, right? And if you thought, that there have been bodies piling up from COVID, you would have thought India would be the place. But was there? No. What did they use? Ivermectin, which you can walk into a store and buy. Quinine, which you can walk into a store and buy. They used alternative things. They used vitamin D, vitamin C, uh, quercetin. They used all these different things. And look what happened. None of them really, I mean, they didn't have the death rates like the United States who killed their people um, with rendemzivir and all kinds. They knew that that was killing people, and yet they still used it. Mm. They take you to the hospital. They put you on a ventilator. They don't give a rat's ass damn about you. They don't care. And if that doesn't anger you, I have to really be, I have to really, really watch the news um, that, I, that, I walk, that I watch or that I read because, you know, I try not to get, uh, I try not to get angry, you know, especially in light of, you know, what's going on and what they're, you know, what I'm being observed for. So anyway, um, I won't go down that, um, rabbit hole because I will get angry and, uh, you know, I can't imagine, I just, I just can't imagine that I live in a world where this would happen. You know, uh, it's like a horror story. It really is. And, and you know, the Bible said that in the end times that the love of many would grow cold and that, you know, they would they would be so evil that they would invent ways to be even more evil. And I see that happening. Um, you, know, you see that with the clot shot. You see that with um, COVID. You see that with them just letting people die. Uh, you know, I look at it this way. I just know that Jesus Christ is coming back and he's going to come and rescue his church and he's going to yank us out of here in the twinkling of an eye. And I long for that day. I long for my Lord and Savior to come back and to take us home, to take us out of this wretched world, this evil world, and um, to make everything right. And he will. But until then, we are to, as the Apostle Paul said, fight the good fight. So, anywho. This article uh, continues, and it says, On April the 4th, Sun had ordered the municipal governments to achieve zero COVID in society at large as soon as possible, excluding quarantine hospitals. Sun, one of four Chinese vice premiers and a former head of the United Front Work Department, began to relay Beijing's COVID-related orders to Chinese cities since 2020, according to the Epoch Times. Shanghai is not the first city with residents who have clamored to Sun about food needs during COVID restrictions. During a December 2021 visit to the lockdown Xi'an city, uh, residents were recorded shouting, I want to eat. When Sun visited Jilin city in late March, residents shouted from their apartments, we have no vegetables. According to the Epoch Times, the city of Shanghai issued a notice saying the lockdown would continue until at least May 4th. First, with about 25 million residents, Shanghai is the most heavily populated city proper in the world. So, folks, just know what's going on in the world and just know 
what they've got planned, uh, you know, with their social credit score and all this stuff. Uh, you know, in China, I think that is the big plan uh, for the rest of the world. And I think the world elitists are looking at this and uh, that's their goal. You got Klaus Schwab and you've got, you know, I remember when we talked about the Illuminati and we used to talk about, you know, all these different clubs, uh, the, the, what is it, the, the nation, the foreign relations, uh, you have all these, you know, the skull and bones, uh, all these different things, you know, you have the, um, um, Masons, the Freemasons and all of these things, these evil people. Right. And, uh, you know, we were all laughed at. So we were a bunch of conspiracy theorists and, you know, you know, the drill, if you listen to this program, you probably are like me, a conspiracy theorist, but, uh, <laughs> or what they dub a conspiracy theorist, but, uh, now folks, they talk about it wide open in the, in the broad daylight. They don't even try to hide it anymore. They're already talking about the world order and, uh, all this stuff just out in the open while we peasants just sit around and, you know, like, what are we to do? Well, there's a hell of a lot more of us than there are of them, but you know, what are we to do? We've sat around too long. And uh, as Christians, we, uh, we just, you know, we're quiet and just, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to cause a scene. We just wanted to be, you know, uh, weak, I would say, because we definitely weren't meek. You know, Jesus was meek, not weak. There's a big difference. And uh, people get that confused because if you think he was weak, I want you to go back and read your Bible because uh, I remember him flipping over tables and grabbing a can of nine tails and flipping and whipping and, uh, you know, throwing people out of his father's house. Uh, very weak if you ask me but anywho just uh gonna throw that out there so much is going on in the world today and um let's see what we've got so here we have the dutch leader warning the new world order is upon us and it's the greatest danger of our lives and so let me see if i can play a little bit of this if i can find it so here we go we're going to listen to uh we're going to listen to this because the movement was wrong with the west is what he has here is what he's saying it says the three major trends responsible for plaguing the west are immigration uh supranational legislation and climate change that emerged from marxist ideology so for the past several weeks theory baudet founder and leader of the dutch party forum for democracy made english language youtube shows about the most critical topics threatening our world the conservative leader takes a takes on globalist new global order in his fourth episode what's wrong with the west he addresses current problems plaguing the west and identifies the three major trends responsible for what we are witnessing today immigration supranational legislation and climate change so we're gonna listen to him and i'm sure i completely murdered his name but let's listen to what he has to say maybe i know he's going to talk about a totalitarian global governance so here we go i can close this ad let's go In every Western country today, there are three clearly identifiable megatrends shaping the policies of mainstream political parties across the board. Whether you look at Germany or France or Britain, the US, Canada, Australia, whether you look at the left or the right, all mainstream parties support, firstly, ongoing immigration into our countries. They all ridicule the defense of borders and the idea of building walls or fences, while maintaining that strict border controls and immigration laws are somehow unfeasible. Secondly, they support a gradual buildup of global governance structures, such as the United Nations, the European Union, and transnational legislation in the name of human rights. Thirdly, they all support far-reaching global policies to combat supposed climate change. Immigration, supranational legislation, and climate policies. Those are the three ground projects that define the political undercurrent of Western mainstream parties, of both the left 
and right. And all represent a transition from one type of society to supposedly another type of society. They stem from a vision of a new world. A world in which we would no longer be divided into different nations, different peoples. A world without parliaments that may decide things for just one country alone, and in doing so may greatly diverge from the parliaments of other countries. Uh, indeed, it's a vision of a world in which we will supposedly all be growing towards one humanity, governed by common rules that are to be centrally administered on a global level. This would be a world in which a global superstate increasingly controls every tiny aspect of our lives, because everything we do supposedly affects the climate. As senior aide to Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, and I quote, we don't view the Green New Deal as a climate thing. We view it as a change the entire economy thing, end of quote. But that is exactly right. We are in the midst of a structural remaking of the world as we know it. Our nations, our cultural, political, and spiritual homes are being dismantled. Slowly but surely, our societies are becoming so diverse that a shared common identity will no longer be feasible. We're losing our democracies because parliaments get to decide less and less, as well as our freedom, because all of our lives are increasingly being regulated by the Change the Entire Economy project that masquerades as saving the planet. It's crucial to understand that the fundamental idea behind these major trends is, in fact, Marxist. These three grand projects embody in their entirety an orchestrated transition towards a supposedly higher, utopian, peaceful, and egalitarian stage of existence, the long-promised post-capitalist era. The result, alas, will be dystopian. This is because we are beings in need of a sense of community, a sense of home. Mass migration, global governance, and the new climate control measures take these things away. They alienate us from our actual lives. They make us nowhere creatures, inhabiting a land with which we will have lost all connection, living with people to whom we feel no relationship and administered by bureaucrats over whom we have no control. We all experience this every day. The new world order is upon us. Europe has already gone a lot further down this path, of course, than America, but it is happening in the United States as well. It's a phenomenon we can witness across the Western world, and it is the greatest danger of our life. For study after study shows that integrating large numbers of people from entirely different backgrounds and cultures does not work. The demographic transition, therefore, leads to low-trust, high-crime societies with few, if any, cross-group connections. The idea might have been to create a super-diverse society with a new type of man liberated from all roots of the past, solely geared towards the future, willingly subjecting himself to a project that is focused on harmoniously living together, but the result is the opposite. It's renewed tribalism, animosity, and conflict. That's what the demographic transition leads to. The sovereignty transition, meanwhile, undermines our democracies. European countries already are being bullied by the European Union, but the United Nations increasingly intervenes with national decisions as well as do the International Criminal Court, several human rights commissions, the Davos conferences, the World Economic Forum, and so on. 
amplified by the climate accords that seek to reduce emissions, the overarching result is clear. For the trick is, with everything we do, we emit. Once the basic premise is accepted that emissions are somehow harmful and that we should limit such emissions to their very minimum, the new global administrators will then have an excuse to impose endless amounts of regulations on our lives and take more control every day. Modern impersonal architecture completes this process of political disowning and spiritual expropriation. From Pyongyang to Paris, the same lifeless hyperbuildings disfigure the skylines of our ancient cities and symbolize the power grab of the international elites over our democracies. They also seem to symbolize the only presence of migrants, for we're all migrants, we're all anonymous creatures amongst those buildings, and the absence of a shared national community which is referenced by buildings that we can identify with. The climate hysteria finally fills the spiritual gap that has been left by this process of disowning and overtakes our lives. Yeah, he has a lot of clarity and truth in what he's talking about. <clears throat> and um, I tell you what, uh, like I said, we're just like going along for their, you know, dystopian ride. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> but the point is, what are we going to do about it? You know, I hear people talking about, we need to take the United States, make, make, make America great again. You know, make, make Canada great again. Make, make folks. We're way too far down the path for that. We are way far down the path for any of that. Um, would I like to see America and Canada great again? Would I like to, absolutely. You know, would I like to see, you know, us be free? I would, absolutely. But do I see that happening? No. What I do see happening uh, is what the Bible tells us is going to happen. Folks, we're in the end days. And, um, if you don't see that, I pray that you will, because time is short. Time is short. If we already see the beginning signs of what's to come in the Great Tribulation, how much sooner is the rapture of the church? Uh, we still have the Psalm 83 war. That could happen literally at any moment right now. We have the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war that could happen literally at any moment. Um, everything is lining up uh, just like the Bible said. And so, if you guys are not familiar with the end of the age, this is where we're heading, to the end of this world. NASA has just released that there's the largest comet ever recorded heading towards the United States. Or, I'm not to the United States, but heading towards the world. Heading towards planet Earth. And it's like, I don't know how many trillions of tons of ice that this thing uh is, is is has has a mass of i'm not sure but it's trillions so you know there's so many things going on you know so many signs going on right now that if even, i have friends that are not believers that are asking me questions like you know hey what what does that book say you know what does y'all's bible say what what was what's going on what's going to happen and so Things are happening. I've done a couple programs about that. Um, the top 50, uh, I think I did the top 50 or 25 signs of the times. But um, yeah, we're heading towards the Great Tribulation, which is what Jesus told us about. And that's in Daniel. The book of Daniel talks about it. The book of Zechariah talks about it um, so much. The book of Ezekiel talks about it. Revelation, Jude, um, uh, a lot there's a lot written about this time and so i do have one thing to tell you guys if you're not right with the lord um if you don't know jesus as your savior i wouldn't wait i mean i would not wait i don't know what this world has to offer you i don't know why you would take this temporary world over eternity anyway you know what what good is what gives this temporary life for you you know, what, what are you, what you going to get out of maybe like 10, 15 years if you're lucky? You know, you may, you may live to be 70. 
ish, maybe, but the rate this world's going right now and the things that they're developing and using on us, I don't really see that happening. Um, you know, I was all about my 401k and all this stuff and you know dawned on me a few years ago like ah, i probably never see my social security here in the united states like a big ponzi scheme anyway and uh yeah i'm probably never gonna see that so um you know i i just say all this because the bible says anybody who calls on the name of the lord jesus christ shall be saved anybody ever tells you you have to do all this stuff to be saved or you got to do this or you have to say this certain thing or you've got whatever no the bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god that's what it says we've all sinned and we deserve our wages or death that's what we deserve the bible also says that salvation is a free gift jesus paid it all and here we're on the eve of Easter Sunday and um, Jesus paid it all good Friday you know Jesus went to the cross he died a horrific death he paid the punishment of our sin God laid the sin upon the whole world on Jesus and in the end he said Eloi Eloi Sabaabakthani which means my God my God why have you forsaken me I want you to realize what he did for you and for me when he died in our place that's exactly what he did he died in our place he took the punishment that was should have been for us he took it for us the bible says the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed so you can read all about that in isaiah but here we sit on saturday here we sit on saturday of course friday Christ dies on the cross. The sun and the moon, everything goes dark for a few hours. And uh, people are like, oh, it was an eclipse. No, it wasn't. And you can they can actually go back through history and they can say actually what what day and what time all this happened is nowhere where anything was lined up for it to even be even close to an eclipse. And there's people all over the world this historians have documented these hours of what has happened like and they weren't they had no idea what was going on they didn't know who jesus was they weren't on that part of the world you know so anyway well you know i, I say all this to tell you guys that you know jesus died in three days later he rose again god rose him from the dead and that's why we celebrate resurrection sunday that's why we celebrate and when you hear us Christians say he is risen and they answer back with he is risen indeed so that's where it comes from so if you have not made Christ your Savior I wouldn't wait I would do it today do it tomorrow go to be in the church of your choice tomorrow a Bible believing theologically doctrinally sound church tomorrow go and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ that's our hope that is our only hope so go and celebrate tomorrow take communion go tomorrow um, and if you're not a Christian go to church tomorrow because you're gonna learn the gospel you're gonna learn it tomorrow if you go to a Bible believing born-again church Holy Spirit filled church but anyway uh, I'm so thankful for what Christ has done. And uh, yeah, so let's move along. So that right there is the Dutch leader talking about what's going on. He nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. What's going on in the world. The totalitarian global government, uh, governance. He says these are the three main projects. I mean, he knows. I mean, he nailed it. I can't believe it's still up on YouTube, but it is. <laughs> says uh, we would no longer be divided into different nations different peoples a world without parliaments that may decide things for just one country alone and in doing so may greatly diverge the parliaments of other countries indeed it's a vision of a world in which we will supposedly all be growing towards one humanity governed by common rules that are to be centrally administered on a global level this would be a world in which a global super state increasingly controls every tiny aspect of our lives because 
everything we do supposedly affects the climate. No second quote from his video. So this article breaks it down to what he says and the demographic, uh, demographic transition leads to disaster. Sovereignty transition undermines democracies, climate accords, power grab, all of it. Reclaim and rebuild. I don't know about you guys, but here in the United States, I don't think that uh, Build Back Better is doing too well. No, there's a lot of upset people. Gas prices are outrageous. Food is outrageous. And um, I might remind, you know, the world, because I don't have listeners from all over the place, but uh, here in the South, in the United States, we have more guns and more ammo than probably our military. <laughs> um, we are not happy. Not a lot of us are happy with the inflation. We're not happy with the food prices. We're not happy with gas prices. We're just not happy with that. And uh, here in Texas, my hope has always been that we would secede from the union because we were the Republic of Texas and we are still allowed to do that. And I think California was a republic as well and Alaska, I believe. Alaska was actually the last state to join the union i believe they joined in like 1953. Mm -hmm. mm. but anyway here in the united states and i you know i think that's a lot of what happened in australia is they gave up their guns they gave up their weapons and i don't think that will ever happen in the united states i remember my mother saying if they wanted to take her gun they could pry it from her cold dead hand after she emptied all of her ammo <laughs> so you got to stand for something and these kids like when i i say things like you know they say well why don't you shop at target and i said well we i haven't shopped at target probably 30 years i haven't shopped at least probably i would say at least at least 25 years i remember when they said something against um our veterans and i said it'll be a cold day in hell for they get my money again i've never stepped foot in one now they let men use women's bathrooms and just all kinds of god-awful evil vile stuff and they do it and people still go there and give them their money i'm like really people ask me that i have friends that ask that young friends you know and they're like why do you why don't you go that i tell them like oh and they just look at me like i'm crazy I'm like well you know they come up with reasons why they still shop there i'm like look i said principle doesn't anybody stand on principle anymore? No, they don't. Well, they got cheap shit. Yeah, they got cheap shit. It's all from China. Everything's cheap these days. Yeah, used to the United States was the industrial center of the heart, you know, and we've shipped all of our manufacturing to China and we all get cheap crap now. That doesn't last very long. Used to in America, you could buy something. Hell, it lasted. Now you buy something, you're lucky if it lasts six months. But do people care? No, they just want more cheap crap. So materialistic. This whole world is so materialistic. It's all about me, 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 me. And what I look like. And it's all about me and blah, blah, blah. And what I drive and where I live and the clothes I wear. And how much crap I can accumulate. I hate to tell you, but there's not going to be a U-Haul behind your hearse. You can't take the garbage with you. And that's basically what it is. It's garbage. I think it reminds me when Jesus says, you know, and all your good works that you've done, you're going to stand before him and he is going to look at your good works and he's going to test it with fire and all the hay and all the stubble and all that's going to burn up, right? And what you're going to be left with is what you did out of a pure heart, sincere heart for God and only for God, not for what you did out of for yourself or to be seen by me. I see you know i used to have this boss and he always he was a catholic and he always had to tell me all the good stuff that he did oh i've done this 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 and i'll do this and i'm doing this and i always thought about that in the bible it says do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing when you give you're not supposed to parade it around men to be seen by men you're to do it in secret so that your heavenly father knows what you do because if you do it to be seen by men, well, then you get your glory. You get that here. You don't get it later. We don't do things to be seen by men. Because I don't know about you, but it ain't going to last here. My treasure 
is not here on earth where moth and 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 can go in and eat holes in it and people can come and steal it my treasure is in heaven and uh people say well you shouldn't be doing things to get rewarded for you in heaven well i don't know christ seems to think we should because he's the one that's going to give us the rewards and i think whoa that's that must be that must be pretty important <laughs> must be pretty important in how awesome would that be like even if you do good at work you know and you get a little plaque and you're like oh that's me yeah you know whatever could you imagine doing something in jesus christ giving you a crown for what you did what that folks would be the ultimate because you did it for jesus you're like wow and then you get to take that crown you get to throw it at his feet what yeah I tell you guys, we're living in the end days. I never thought, like, I knew there was going to be end days, you know. You read about it in the Bible, and read about 35 years. But then, to be actually living, knowing that you are living in the end days, we ought to be excited, folks. We ought to be excited. Wow. We have been placed where we are for such a time as this. It's not by coincidence that you're here right now during these times. It's not a coincidence that you're listening to this program. It's not a coincidence. God has a plan. And he has, the Holy Spirit has given us a gift to use to serve Christ with that gift. If you don't know what that gift is, pray about it. You can even ask your friends and they'll tell you what you're good at. You know, and don't think that it's because you're good at this because it is a gift given to you by the Holy Spirit that is the holy spirit that is god's grace that's him working through you so i've been called i mean i know i've been called to be a watchman on the wall to warn people i've always been like that i've always been a very analytical uh christian i've always been a doctrinally sound christian like i've always been um like i got friends that you know laugh at me because i'm so strict in my thinking about the bible i'm so i take it very seriously you know, and they laugh at me for that, but I'm like, hey, you know, you do you, and I'll do what God has called me to do. Um, but we all love each other, trust me. Um, so the last article I wanted to jump into really quick is Top Economist says we are about to abandon traditional system of money, and not a single U.S. politician is talking about it. Why? You guys know him, you love him. LeoHoman.com. So let's get into it. Said. So, could it be the same reason none want to talk about digital passports and killer injections? Since I posted the article on March 30th about Pippa Malmgren's bombshell statement at the World Government Summit on the coming global digital money system, I have been inundated with emails from worried readers. They want to know what they should do to protect their assets in the face of such a dramatic change. I have not been able to respond to all these emails, so I will respond here. Ideally, these emails should be directed to your representatives in Congress who actually have the ability to stop or slow down the rush to world a digital currency. But instead, our senators and representatives, even those on the House and Senate Banking and Financial Oversight Committees, have remained silent on the issue. He continues and he says, I'm not a professional investment advisor, so take this for what it's worth. Get out of debt. Get large holdings of cash out of the banking system and only keep as much in there that you need to pay bills. In other words, do not use the banking system as a warehouse for your life savings. Invest in hard assets that you can see and touch, such as land, houses, and precious metals, storable food, a good water purification system. If there are any big tickets or even smaller items that you know you will need a year or two down the road, consider making those purchases now. Whether it's a new vehicle or a pair of shoes, if you have the means to purchase those items now, then do it. Start preparing now for a life off the grid without your cell phone. Stop giving your money to useless Washington politicians just because some other useless politician told you to support them. It should not be evident by now, or he goes, it should be evident by now that politicians are quickly becoming obsolete. They do not address key issues and don't even like to talk about them until it's too late. Even if they mean well and make nice sounding promises, their authority has been neutered. So, 
At this point, the only way to save the country would be to shut down entire federal agencies like the ATF, FBI, EPA, HUDHHS, CDC, IRS, and the Departments of Education and Energy. As long as those agencies exist and continue to accumulate power, this nation is doomed. We have seen how they can literally write new laws without ever passing them through Congress. This is tyranny. With the exception of a really solid candidate on the state or local level, stop giving money to Washington politicians and take that money and invest it in individuals or groups that are actually telling the truth of what's happening, waking people up, instructing in the appropriate actions to take. And he says one group I've donated to is Citizens for for Free Speech, headed by Patrick Wood. Again, I'm going to quoting this article from Leo Homan. You can find it at leohoman.com. Mm. It goes on to say, we are trying to tell people they need to fight for policy changes where they live. Wood told me this whole operation over the last two years was meant to divide, isolate, and destroy our social skills. It's time to reconnect with your neighbors and community. Everything we see on the news, all of the fear porn about war and famine, pandemics, and cyber attacks is designed to push us closer to the beast system spoken of in Revelation 13. The Davos elites um, who attend meetings at the World Economic Forum, the World Government Summit, and various UN working groups tell us they want to change the world. The question our politicians should be asking is, who are these people and what are the implications of the changes they are trying to force down our throats? What gives someone like uh, Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg the right to dictate change since they were not elected by anybody. For anyone paying attention, it's become obvious what these globalist elites want to see implemented. Digital global money, digital global IDs for all people, continuous injections of DNA altering vaccines, quote unquote, for all people. Why aren't the politicians talking about this? What more do they need to hear before they start to get curious? Dr. Pippa Malmgram told the World Government Summit that we are on a we are on the brink of abandoning the traditional system of money and accounting and introducing a new one. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction. Did you get that, folks? Every record of every single transaction that happens in the economy which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. This bombshell statement about Malmgren, God, her name is hard to say. I'm sorry, folks, but good grave. This bombshell statement by Malmgren did not take place in a vacuum. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Oh, gosh, that name. Anyway, it took place at a time when at least 91 nations, according to the Atlantic um, Council, are developing digital programmable currencies. Always think about uh, programmable. Remember that. Keep that in mind, and uh, do some uh, uh, do some research on why they say it's programmable. Anyway, Joe Biden on March 9th uh, issued an executive order demanding several federal agencies present him with a plan within 180 days for creating a new Fed-controlled digital dollar. The plan is to drive these two fundamental transformations: the society money and our society society digital money and digital ideas for all people into place on the backs of a series of crises that will carry us straight into their one world beast system it's a well-set trap these crises will continue to come in waves if you look at what's happening in china with the hard lockdowns um of its biggest city, Shanghai, it appears they are planning another, quote, variant, unquote, to scare people into submission. Philadelphia on Monday became the first major U.S. city to reinstate its mask mandate. Dr. Fauci has been, Dr. Fauci, that evil little bastard, sorry, Dr. Fauci has been rolled back out to warn us that Americans should be prepared for new COVID restrictions. The winds of war are blowing and the term food rationing is actually being uttered publicly for the first time since the Great Depression. Baby formula is already being rationed at Target, Walgreens, CVS, and Kroger. I'm going to interject here. I get a text from a friend whose baby is on a certain, um, is on a certain uh, formula that they have to take because of certain health issues, and they can't get that formula. They can't get it right now. So pray that they're able to get that formula, that something that the good Lord would, would deliver that formula to them somehow, some way. Because we do serve a God of anything. Nothing is too difficult for our God and nothing is impossible for our God. So pray that they'll be able 
to get that the Lord would deliver them uh, some formula for their baby. Anyway, going on, uh, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, Biden, and the rest of the Western puppet politicians are all suddenly talking about food shortages. They've been talking about this for a while. Remember, they've been kind of hinting at it. And whatever they hint at is usually what they have planned or manufactured, and they're going to make it happen. Remember, folks, I've been saying for a long time, get you some food. <laughs> because uh, watch my Rumble channel or YouTube, get you some food. I've been saying that for a long time. But anyway, uh, between starvation and war, they will have the cover they need for the mass die-off that the gene therapy injections has already set in motion. If you don't believe me, just check the numbers of all-cause mortality rates since the shots were introduced in 2021. They are off the charts for people aged 18 to 49 in the most vaccinated nations. Oh, yeah. That's so true. It is, it is. Anyway, once the transition to the B system is complete, with nearly everyone accepting the QR code on their phones and later under their skin, the trap door will be shut, leaving those inside without an escape route. They will be getting regular boosters, which permanently alter their DNA. If your DNA has been permanently altered, are you still a member of the species known as Homo sapiens? Comments and writings from WEF thinkers such as Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noel Harari indicate that you won't be fully human, but will be part of an all-new category of beings. In their eyes, you'll be some kind of hybrid, a transhuman. If you are no longer fully human, do you still qualify for the full slate of human rights? Will you have rights or will you just have privileges depending on your social credit score? These are questions still in search of answers. What we do know is this. The world has come under the spell of globalist technocrats and Luciferians who possess scientific knowledge that was not available 20 or 25 years ago. They have a CRISPR gene editing and artificial intelligence at their disposal, making them more dangerous than a Nazi scientist. Those Nazi doctors did not have the ability to manipulate DNA sequences using AI and instruct the body to create synthetic spike proteins through mRNA injections. While equally evil, they were limited by their lack of understanding of these deeper mysteries of human physiology. So God will only allow this technology to be in the hands of these Luciferians for a short time. Satan knows his time to exploit these scientific discoveries is limited. That's why things are moving so fast and are likely to speed up even more. As I stated, this is uh, Leo Holman, as Leo stated in March 20, in his in his March 22nd article, he says, we are in a calm before the storm. They are giving us a reprieve in the run-up to the elections. Don't be fooled. They're gearing up for another round of chaos and nonstop fear-driven news cycles. As Forbes reported on February 24th, the system is already in place. As of February 24th, no less than 21 states were, quote, on board, unquote, Forbes said, to implement the universally recognized QR code system that will verify everybody's vaccination status and, quote, allow, unquote, us to travel and enter public places. Nearly half of these 21 states are solid red Republican states, which have already adopted or are planning to adopt the smart card digital ID system, which goes on your smartphone so that the quote authorities unquote can scan your QR code and prove you have the correct number of shots before allowing you to enter building X or venue Z. Fill in the blank. The options are endless. So here's a map of the United States, and it says smart health card accessibility by state. So it says states that have rolled out these smart health cards are in like a green, and the coming soon are in yellow. Might I add, I live in Texas, and we are neither smart health card uh, accessible or neither is it coming soon. So just let you know, uh, Florida is the same as Texas. And uh, ooh, let's see what else we got. It uh, looks like Montana and uh, looks like a few other countries, our countries, states up there as well. Michigan. I can't believe that. That's unbelievable. Michigan is neither health card smart or coming soon either. What? That'll kind of make you think now, won't it? Uh, but uh, you can definitely tell uh, Missouri is and uh, Minnesota is. What's really surprising is Oklahoma is on the coming soon 
and uh, so is looks like Massachusetts. So happy joy. Maine is not on there. Maine is the same as Florida. That's surprisingly. So is Connecticut. Uh, so anyway, and we all know that California, Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona would all be on the smart health card. So they're all on there. Uh, and of course, Alaska is not. Alaska is along with Texas and Florida, Maine, and uh, I can't believe Massachusetts is part of that. Wow. Um. Anyway, so anywho, uh, anyone who does not see where such a system is taking us, I'm sorry, but you have zero discernment and clearly have never read Revelation. Or you read it and don't believe it. The time for you to repent and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is growing short. Please don't waste it. We have Pippa Malmgren. God, I hate her name. I'm sorry. We have Pippa Malmgren's statement huh, to the World Government Summit. We have Biden's executive order for March 9th. We have the warnings about famine, war, and cyber attacks. This is no longer the speculation about the future. This is happening now, he says. It's in our faces. You know they're entering or they're entering their implementation stage. Uh, when they are talking openly about such things that previously were regarded as, quote, conspiracy theory, unquote. And yet, all of our elected politicians, including those many of us consider to be the best, are sitting this one out. They are sitting on the sidelines talking about other issues that may also be important but do not have the potential to transform society overnight. Something as fundamental as an all-new money system. Digital tyranny is being set up in state after state completely. Uh, under the radar, and they are silent. Where is DeSantis? Where is Trump? Where is Rand Paul, Jim Jordan, Ted Cruz? Anyone? Hello? Are you there? The silence is deafening. Not that, because I just hit my mic. Sorry. <laughs> what about you pastors? Are you paying attention? Why aren't you alerting the people to this digital trap? Unless we know the people have the discernment that can only come from Jesus Christ, we will walk into their trap like sheep to the slaughter. That is leoholman.com. Please go and support him. You can go to leoholman.com. 100% uh, reader supported and directed. Uh, if you want to donate um, to Leo, you can send that to CO and care of Leo Holman, P.O. Box 291, Noonan. So that is Noonan, N E W N A N, and that's Georgia. Zip code is 30264, or you can also uh, use uh, your credit card at his website. Please go and definitely, if you can, please donate to him. He, I get a lot of information from him, and I'm sure a lot of you guys do too. Anyway, um, like I said, go check him out at leohoman.com uh, and show him some love. So anyway, on that, I'm going to plug my website as well too. If you guys haven't checked out my website, it's Bible Prophecy, the number four today.com. So it's Bible Prophecy for today.com. You can go check that out too. Um, yes. So everything going on, you know, so much, so much going on. Well, we are living in the end days. And so things are happening at such a rapid rate. Just wow. When Christ said quickly, these things are going to happen. Boy, he was, he meant what he said quickly. So there's some other stuff going on. Of course, you got the microchip uh, implants. I don't know if I've talked about this or not. Um, I have a couple minutes. So let me see if I can uh, throw this out there. So uh, this is Patrick Palman. So the microchip implants that let you pay with your hand. And so this is by Catherine Latham. And it's on uh, the BBC.com, BBC.com by Catherine Latham. So Patrick Palman causes a stir whenever he pays for something in a shop or a restaurant. This is because a 37-year-old doesn't need to use a bank card or his mobile phone to pay. Instead, he simply places his left hand near the contactless card reader and the payment goes through. Directions I get from cashiers are priceless, says Mr. Palman, a security guard from the Netherlands. He is able to pay using his hand because uh, back in 2019, he had a contactless payment microchip injected under this under his skin. The procedure hurts as much as when someone pinches your skin, uh, he says. So he continues, his microchip was first implanted into a human back in 1998, but it is only during the past decade that the technology has been available, available commercially. He says, uh, 
And when it comes to implantable payment chips, British Polish firm Walletmore says that last year it became the first company to offer them for sale. The implant can be used to pay for a drink on the beach in Rio, a coffee in New York, a haircut in Paris, or at your local grocery store, says founder and chief executive Wojtek Paproda. That's his name, folks. Um. Anyway, he says it can be used wherever contactless payments are accepted. While the Morris chips, which weighs less than a gram and is a little bigger than a grain of rice, is comprised of a tiny microchip in an antenna encased in a biopolymer, a naturally sourced material similar to plastic. Mr. Paparota adds that it is entirely safe, has regulatory approval, works immediately after being implanted, and will stay firmly in place. It also does not require a battery or other power source. The firm says it has now sold more than 500 of the chips. The technology Walletmore uses is near-field communication, or NFC, the contactless payment system in smartphones. Other payment implants are based on radio frequency identification, RFID, which is the similar technology typically found in physical contactless debit and credit cards. For many of us, uh, the idea of having such a chip implanted in our body is an appalling one. But a 2021 survey of more than 4,000 people across the UK and the European Union found that 51% would consider it. However, without giving a percentage figure, the report added that invasiveness and security issues remain a major concern for respondents. Mr. Prama says he doesn't have any of these worries. Chip implants contain the same kind of technology that people use on a daily basis, he says, from key fobs to unlocked doors, public transit cards, like the London Oyster card or bank cards with contactless payment functions. The reading distance is limited by the small antenna coil inside the implant. The implant needs to be within the electromagnetic field hmm, of a compatible RFID or NFC reader. Only when there's a magnetic coupling between the reader and the transponder ah, can the implant be read he adds that he is not concerned that his whereabouts could be tracked <laughs> well he just doesn't seem concerned about a whole lot then does he anywho folks there's more in that article you can check it out the bbc.com bbc.com you can check out all about that um but uh, is the chimp coming towards you? I think the chip is definitely coming towards us all. The Bible talks about that in Revelation 13, but that is three and a half years into the Great Tribulation, which is the mark of the beast. So if you kind of see the signs that, you know, they're already, you know, starting to maybe implement something that's going to be mark-ish, you know, the technology is here to develop this mark of the beast, uh, is here to implement the mark of the beast. But uh, what you need to realize is um, the, the Mark of the Beast will not be implemented until three and a half years into, into the Great Tribulation. There will be hell on earth. There will be billions of people will have died by then. There's going to be famines like biblical proportions, and it really will be biblical proportions. There's going to be famines like, uh, uh, read Revelation. Get in your Bible and read Revelation. And when you look at the things going on right now with Ukraine and Russia, the breadbasket and like all of this stuff. And of course, the, the fertilizer is so high and you have all of these things going on. And they're talking about famine is coming. Famine is coming. And um, when you think about this, there's like a, a few you know, ex extremely intelligent people are already saying it could literally be famines where millions of people die. So I don't know if that's, you know, could be the forewarning of the tribulation coming. I believe it is. I believe we are that close to the tribulation. I believe it with all my heart. I believe we are in the end times and all the signs that have been told that Jesus told us to watch for. We are seeing them now. Get in your book and uh, get in the Bible and read Daniel. Read Daniel chapter 10, 11, 12. Um, and uh you know read revelation read ezekiel 38 and 39 you know we are living in the end days and you need to be prepared especially if you are not a christian you need to be prepared for what's coming upon this world and uh what you might face if you have not accepted christ as your savior you will be left behind and uh, you need to know what's coming 
So uh, if you want to go on to Amazon, I've got a book on Amazon. It's called After the Rapture, What Comes Next. It's written by myself, uh, Heather O'Daniel. I think it's $3.99. Super cheap. About as cheap as it'll let me uh, mark it down to. <laughs> so anyway, get out there. And uh, if you want to, if you know a loved one that's going to be left behind or whatever, you know, definitely get that book. Uh, you know, if they read it now, maybe maybe the Holy Spirit will speak to them and, uh, you know, maybe they'll accept Christ. But anyway, um, it, it's it's strictly taken from the Bible and it tells you everything that's going to happen from the moment that we are raptured as a church. Christ comes to rapture his church out of here once we're taken out. Then it tells you step by step what is coming exactly from what the Bible says. Um, so anyway, there's a lot of scripture um, in that in that book. So anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. And uh, I want you guys uh, to get in the Word of God and let the Word of God get into you. And uh, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come quickly. Lord Jesus, come quickly. Thank you so much for listening to me. May God bless each and every one of you.